Today on Laura Lynn and Friends. Palestinian Authority under two leaders now has repeatedly turned down every Israeli offer uh, of, of peace. They were offered 99% of what they wanted just 15 years ago. They turned it down again as Yasser Arafat did at Oslo. They don't want a two-state solution. They want a one-state solution and that's a Jewish cleared Palestinian state. All right. Well, uh, my name's Laura Lynn Tyler Thompson, and um, one of the very most favorite things I do every day is sit here with you. And there's so much to go over, and I know that a lot of people aren't telling the truth right now. So um, it's super fun to watch that they are making up stuff left, right, and center. And we've kind of, you know, uh, we don't ha have much choice but to go along with this foolhardy nonsense. First of all, uh, the, the elections and everything that's gearing up for the United States of America. Good news. Oh, surprise, surprise. Uh, Trump is back on in, is it Colorado? He got booted off of Colorado. The, the Supreme Court in Colorado said that he wasn't going to be able to run. Now he's going to be able to run. They put him back. They don't want any embarrassing things to happen with the Supreme Court you know, of the United States telling them that they act completely inerrancy. And so I am just dying, dying to get on to CNN tonight. Oh, it's going to be so good. It's going to be so good because they were so excited. They were so thrilled about Trump, uh, you know, in this one state. And then other states were starting to follow suit. Well, that's all fallen through. Another state, they uh, said that they weren't going to do it. And so we're looking at... Um, some phenomenal things happening. And I, I wanted to put it to you. How are you feeling about 2024? I'm having a most unusual feeling. Um, every year when it's New Year's, I consider that to be a very important event because you are beginning something new. And sometimes the way that the old year ends as you go into the new year, it, it is, um, it's a sign of what that year will hold. And it's been true many, many times. Um, I've had bad years after like New Year's was just like it had warnings that there's storms coming. OK, but this year I have an epic excitement and it's not an excitement that everything's going to go so right. But it's an excitement that God is going to be with us as the left's agenda absolutely is obliterated. And I think it's going to be. I think a lot is going to go wrong for them this year because they, their hatred of Donald Trump literally caused them to act in a... a in, in a way that lacks all common sense. So nothing made sense. Oh, if Donald Trump wants the border shut, then we want him thrown wide open. And everything that the, the you know, the preceding uh, rulership thought was a good idea, the peace accords in the Middle East, oh, blow that apart. And the, it sure has. And we have all of this stuff happening. So I feel that 2024 is going to be this year where 
tons of weirdness happens. Look at that, uh, that movie that the Obamas did, that predictive programming movie where men are useless uh, because the, you know, the, the dad in this movie basically declares, I'm nothing without my phone and my GPS. I'm a useless man. He says these words uh, out loud. And you know, I think they want us to think that, that we're useless without the gizmos. So it's like they're trying to tell us that maybe they're going to take away all ability to communicate at some point. Like this has been sort of in the airwaves for, for a while. I think that your family should have a plan of where to meet if you should lose uh, cell phones. But I don't know, as a mom, oh, we might get to sit around the dinner table and talk a little bit more, you know? Maybe my husband's going to pay more attention, right? Hey, sweetie, you know, sorry. when we don't... <laughs> he said, sorry, what you say? <laughs> I mean, we have to work together and so, you know, try to get conversation about anything. But we do work it out because we love each other and, and we want to have a clean slate, um, you know, with all the things that go on. But maybe if the whole network goes down, what if, what if we embrace it? What if we go, you know what, all that uh, porn that was available for the kids, you know, so easily on there. Oh, it's all gone. Hey, maybe we could have a little righteousness happening. Um, so what they want to do is they want to scare us. They want us to be in fear, living in fear. And there's some reason to be concerned about things coming up. And we have to find the way that we're going to survive it all. We, we're going to have to find sort of like, what is our mindset? Where are we going to put our hope? How are we going to not fall into a deep, deep depression? Oh, the world is ending. The sky is falling, Chicken Little says, right? Well, um... I was listening to a teaching on Ezekiel 38 and 39. Now, some of you out there who maybe know the Bible a little bit, you might know about these two chapters because they've come up a lot. Because Ezekiel 38 and 39, pretty much, these are the two chapters that speak about what we might call Armageddon. Uh, what happens when the whole world uh, basically turns against Israel and there's massive amounts of war? So I was thinking, I wonder if my dad even knew what Ezekiel 38 and 39 was. Well, stupid question, because of course he did. So I turned to today, Ezekiel 38 and 39. And of course, it is just, you know, all, all marked up. And uh, there's some things in here. And so I'll begin with that. And then we'll... Um, We'll play a few things that I hope will give you a little bit of uh, laughing time today, some consideration time of what we're really facing, what our position should be on certain issues, and then how we move forward because the end of the year is coming. And let me tell you, it is going to be spectacular. Will you agree with me, come into agreement with me that we're going to have the time of our lives as the left and, and the, the crazy people melt down and can't handle life, right? And as they are full of fear, trepidation, um, their, their woke agendas are not going to be working. As they all melt down, let's have some fun. We don't have to allow our spirit to be affected by how they see things. Now, Ezekiel 38 and 39, I don't have my right glasses, but it's okay, right? You guys are okay if I don't look like, if I don't have my designer glasses on. 
all right, my $20 glasses as compared to my, compared to my $5 glasses. Um, so, all right, huh. So in Ezekiel 38, oh, it's everywhere. So, and the word of the Lord came to me saying, son of man, set thy face against Gog. So uh, we looked up, my husband and I looked up, who's Gog? Well, Gog could be a person or Gog could be um, countries that are going to come against Israel because all of Ezekiel 38 and 39 is about Israel being attacked. And it's about a future time. It wasn't about that time. It was, this is what is going to happen. And this, thus says the Lord's, because um, I am against thee, O Gog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. I will turn thee back and put hooks into thy jaws and hooks, put hooks um, into your side. And I will bring thee forth and all thine army horses and horsemen. Okay. Uh, thou shalt ascend in verse nine and come like a storm. Thou shalt be like a cloud to cover the land. Thou and all thy bands and many people with thee. So it looks like evil is going to ascend on Israel and it's going to come like a cloud. Um, thus says the Lord God, it shall come to pass that at the same time, uh, shall things come into thy mind and thou shalt think an evil thought and thou shalt say, I will go up to the land of unwalled villages. I will go to them that are at rest, that dwell safely, all of them dwelling without walls and ha having neither bars nor gates, to take a spoil and to take a prey, to turn thine hand upon the desolate places that are now inhabited and upon the people that are gathered out of the nations. I don't know if it gives you a little chill, but it gives me a little chill about evil coming against the people that are left without walls and the, the breach in the walls. And I, I've been uh, discussing that with a few people that happened on October 7th. Um, <clears throat> uh, in verse 15, okay. And thou shalt come from thy place out of the north parts. So today, just so you know, uh, Lebanon is uh, very much a, um, attacking. There's a, a new thing happening, and Lebanon is attacking Hezbollah from Lebanon. I mean, the good people of Lebanon are not necessarily responsible at all, but this this is what's going on. Um, see if I can. That's the Canadians' loss. Is this it? Right. Uh, yeah. So they're mourning. Oh. See, I had this kind of ready to go, but mm, I have a lot of things. I have a lot of things open. <laughs> Sorry, hun. It was right here. Oh, you closed everything down. Thank you. All right. Um, so I think I sent it to myself. Let me see if let me see if it's super easy to get or not. It was just in the last couple of minutes. So from the north of Israel is Lebanon and Hezbollah, and um, Amir Sarfati was talking about this and saying that basically, um, yes, here it is, JT. Let me bring it up right now, okay? Here you go, share. Israel-Gaza war, Israel warns Hezbollah and Lebanon. Now, I actually saw this when it came last night uh, because it was in the middle of the night that I was seeing it. And um, December 28th, so it says here, because it's not 10.33 p.m. here, uh, or 10.33 PST, I don't know. 
Okay, so Israel will act to remove Hezbollah from the border with Lebanon if the militia group attacks continue. An Israeli minister has warned. Uh, Benny Gantz said the Israeli military would intervene if militants do not stop firing on northern Israel. So <clears throat> what's happening is, of course, we've had this Hamas problem, right? Um, and so, so they're down sort of on the south. But Hezbollah being on the north is just getting involved and now nonstop attacking Israel. And so Amir Sarfati said that uh, this is becoming very problematic. They are killing people up in nor northern Israel, and so they are going to deal with it. And they said, if you do not stop, uh, we are going to... Um, so you can see here, uh, Israel and Lebanon up here. Here's the West Bank. You've got Gaza down here, and Israel kind of goes up and along the Mediterranean Sea. So when the Bible talks about these end times, and my dad has this all underlined, you know, I wish he was here so I could talk to him about it. And thou shalt come up against my people Israel as a cloud to cover the land. It shall be in the latter days. So that's how we know this is a prophetic word about the latter days. It's about the last days. How close are we? Do you think we can keep going um, with these wars and rumors of wars with, you know, potential atomic war? Um, I don't know. Uh, Russia and the Ukraine are continuing to bash each other around. We've now got, I think China has linked up with Iran and Saudi Arabia, right? Like for, former formidable foes are, are now together. Only someone as dumb as Biden could have allowed all of this to happen. But, you know, if anything that Trump did, if Trump wanted peace and, and put together this accord with Netanyahu, well, then let's blow that apart. Like, they don't care about it. So a cloud, it's kind of a bad cloud that's over Israel right now. Um, it says, and I will bring thee against my land that the heathen may know me when I shall be sanctified in thee, O Gog, before their eyes. It appears, if you will take time, can I give you a homework assignment that you read Ezekiel 38 and 39? Now, if you don't have a Bible, you can actually go online to BibleGateway.com and just type in there Ezekiel. It's E-Z-E-K-I-E-L. This is a prophet of God. He got many things right. And so if he's writing about these last days, uh, one of the things that is spoken about is Damascus being leveled. Damascus is under fire today. How close are we? Is 2024 the big year? Is 2025? Because is 2024 an amazing lead up to all of these systems falling apart, God showing himself strong, and people returning to God? Because that's what Ezekiel 38 and 39 is about. So when it says that these bad things happen, and it shall come to pass at the same time when Gog shall come against the land of Israel, says the Lord God, that my fury shall come up in my, that my fury shall come up in my face. I don't know if that means, you know, when you get mad and you feel that hot blood going up to the top of your head, have you ever felt that? You're so angry. Oh man, I have. Um, when I get mad about something, I can sometimes, like, it's usually a righteous anger. I'm not talking about 
hey, you spilled your milk. I'm really patient with all that kind of stuff. And I'm super patient with my husband. I'm just such a doll with him. Um, but like what I get mad at when I see evil in the world, when I see the unrighteous, uh, when I see Morgane Auger getting a, um, an award, do you have that hand? Oh, 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 it's in my tab. Okay. Morgane Auger getting, getting an award. When I see that, uh, okay, so here it is, JT. Uh, Justin Trudeau's government awards medal to a champion of diversity, trans activist who got Canada's oldest rape shelter defunded for refusing to house transgender women. <laughs> so here's um, a, a rape shelter. Oh, scroll, scroll down. Okay, let me do that. Hmm. Oh, here it is. There you go. Right? Lovely. Um, so Morgane, what he does uh, is women who are raped and victimized by men, um, if they have nowhere to go and they're in hard times, they can find some security in a rape shelter. These women are often triggered by men. And so there is a strong policy that you cannot allow any men there. No men are allowed in the women's rape shelter. Morgan Auger, activist, had this place shut down. That's when I kind of feel that feeling. <clears throat> so when God's talking about that, it says that my fury shall come up in my face. The fury, the righteous fury of God comes right before him. For in my jealousy and in the fire of my wrath have I spoken. Surely in that day there shall be a great shaking in the land of Israel. Are we there? Because Ezekiel 38 and 39 are pretty much describing end of days. Are we getting closer? Now don't be afraid. You know, for one thing, thank God we live in a peaceful country where Nobody believes in terrorism. Just a, a few thousand protesters. Okay. So then it says, um, all right. So then in Ezekiel 38, 21, it says, I will call for a sword against him throughout all my mountains, says the Lord God. Every man's sword shall be against his brother. God calls for a sword. And my, my dad Wow, he has investigated this. He said, God calls. You know, I wish that I had spoken with him about this. It's funny what you don't know your parents are all into. And all of a sudden, it's like happening. And, you know, he just passed away two years ago. So chapter 39 then, <clears throat> um, wow, it's scary. Uh, chapter 39, verse 2, it says, And I will turn thee back and leave but the sixth part of thee and will cause thee to come up from the north parts and will bring thee upon the mountains of Israel. And I will smite thy bow out of thy left hand, the leftists, and will cause thine arrows to fall out of thy right hand. So God's not having any of their victory. I will give thee unto the ravenous birds of every sort and to the beasts of the field to be devoured and thou shalt fall upon the open field for I have spoken it says the Lord God. And I'll end with this because it's all underlined and it goes into um, 
Ezekiel 39. Um, God does speak of his anger at Israel for not being a righteous people. That God's anger is he's upset, he's jealous, he loves them, and they they have not always operated, you know, um, in a way of righteousness. So he speaks about that, but in in a little bit later, especially in in forty, but then in uh, in third in thirty nine later, he he talks all about it. But he says, and I will send a fire on Magog and among them that dwell carelessly in the isles. And they shall know that I am the Lord. So will I make my holy name known in the midst of my people Israel. God is going to show himself. For the people, like Israel's become a very secularized nation. They're, you know, even if they are following Jewish tradition, uh, most are not. Uh, the Jews have become very secularized, which is something, you know, that I'm told, why are you defending the Israelites? You know, the, the Jews, they've got all those gays over there in Tel Aviv. It's like the Jewish capital, you know, um, that has got all these gay people and all that. Yeah, because that's free will. Like, sorry to let y'all know something, but God's idea is free will. And when God gives mankind free will, guess what? They use it and they make huge mistakes with it. So can't be mad that this country of Israel, where God has given them freedom, where they operate as a democratic society following the laws of the, the Judeo God, um, that there's a lot of freedom. But God is going to do something spectacular. He is going to show, so I will make my holy name known in the midst of my people Israel, and I will not let them pollute my holy name any more. And the heathen shall know that I am the Lord, <clears throat> the Holy One in Israel. Now, who's the heathen? Well, the Islamists, um, they're the heathen. They do not serve this God. They serve Allah, and it's very different from the Judeo God. So I'm hoping he's going to show himself to the heathen, to all of these brutal uh, terrorists and, and these people that are caught up, you know, in a, in a deception. So as he shows himself to them, they will have opportunity, the same as the Jews, the same as you and I, <clears throat> to receive God. And it says, um, the heathen shall know that I am the Lord. And behold, it is come and it is done, says the Lord God. This is the day whereof I have spoken. And the, he and the heathen over in 39.23, the heathen shall know that the house of Israel went into captivity for their iniquity because they trespassed against me. Therefore, I hid my face from them and gave them into the hand of their enemies. So fell they all by the sword, which has happened. Like there has been a massive assault against Israel. But then it goes on to say, <clears throat> therefore, now I will bring again, after they have borne their shame and all their trespasses, whereby they have trespassed against me when they have dwelt safely in their land and none made them afraid, when I have brought them again from the people and gathered them out of their enemies' lands and am, sanctif and am sanctified in them in the sight of many nations, 
Then shall they know that I am the Lord their God, which caused them to be led into captivity among the heathen. But I have gathered them unto their own land and have left none of them any more there. Neither will I hide my face any more from them, for I have poured out my spirit upon the house of Israel, says the Lord God. All of this, this is irrefutable. Now, are there corrupt forces in the land of uh, Israel? Are there, are there people that um, have operated badly so that this security breach took place? Um, so I'm, I'm not an expert. I do know that Amir Sarf Sarfati has spoken about this security breach, and I've told you this before. But I keep hearing from more and more people. I said to someone this morning, I had an early morning meeting, and I said, you got to watch my show because everything that they're telling me and trying to explain to me that they're concerned about, I said, well, we've talked about this. The one thing that I have to say is I've seen two interviews now with Prime Minister Netanyahu. One was with a vicious uh, secular media outlet, basically calling him to account for this security breach. And she was vicious with him, very angry. And uh, I saw something positive. I saw Netanyahu uh, take responsibility, but say, we are in a war and we will get to the bottom of it. And he got angry. And he said, there will be a time to look at that, but right now we're at war. And yes, we, we know that there has been a terrible breach of our security. And he admitted that, and he was upset, and he looked visibly angry, and he said, we are going to get to the bottom of it. And I thought he had the demeanor of someone upset about the security breach. Now, listen. Netanyahu's just a man. I don't know. But security breach or not, I am not on the side of terrorists who broke in and murdered and cut off the private parts of men. A lot of them. Cut off the breasts of women. Lit people on fire. Put a baby in an oven gutted a pregnant woman and put a knife through the baby. This has happened. Please, if you don't want to believe me um, because of the research I've done, do your own. Stop talking to me about how, well, I don't know if it happened or, you know, I don't, I don't really believe it happened. You know, um, there's a lot of video. You can see that these are, that these are terrorists and these are real you know, complete blazing socio-psychopaths. And they need to meet their maker sooner than the rest of us for what they've done. And Israel is now at a point where it cannot let them have an opportunity to do it again ever because they're psychopaths. And Amir explained how they took out the the cameras, and they took out different levels of security. They had inside information. Why? Because they were allowed into Israel every day. 
Many of them worked there and, and they brought back intel. So all I know is that as we move forward, let's be very careful whose side we're on because the concern is what is going on in now in our own uh, streets, in our own cities, in Canada? What is happening there with all of these people that actually are in support of Hamas? They're saying it, reporters are asking them questions and yeah, I do feel Hamas had to do that that day because of, you know, the occupation. The occupation? Do you mean Israel being in their own land where, where David was the king of Israel in Jerusalem 800 years before Jesus? And is that 1,800 years before, it might be 18 or 1,400 years before Islam was Muhammad decided, you know, to have an encounter as he gives it, he had an encounter with um, Gabriel, got a message, and started a new, new religion. The Jews were in Israel way before. Then they got conquered, and they've had some difficult times. And you know what? It is all their fault. All through, uh, if you look in Psalms, uh, or I'm sorry, um, Samuel, Kings, and Chronicles, it tells the stories of how when they pleased God, God blessed them. But when they turned their backs on him and then they served false idols, that's when there was a problem. So let's go through a few things that are going on. Um, you know, Australian Senator Malcolm Roberts uh, is warning about the coming digital identity bill being talked about in Australia. Let's have a look at the that. The reason we have a constitution is to enforce absolute boundaries and to stop politicians taking liberties with our liberties. The behaviour of government during COVID has shown everyone how quick many politicians and bureaucrats were to abuse rights and coerce citizens into undergoing unwanted medical procedures. By its very existence, the so-called Trusted Digital Identity Bill is a violation of our historic privacy laws and consumer protections. The final design of the bill and its accompanying Digital Economy Strategy 2030 involves the complete removal of cash from the Australian economy this means that every transaction, every purchase and every sale through the till must pass a digital identity check by the government. Without cash, there is no free capitalist economy. There is only a system of government approved purchases. The so-called trusted digital identity bill will give premiers and the prime minister the power to take such action at any time by locking citizens out of the economy, a threat already issued by the Victorian premier during the pandemic. Once the public understand how much we're going to lose under the global reset, it will be too late to unpick the laws that allowed it to happen. Just like emergency pandemic legislation, Australia will be stuck with it. The so-called Trusted Digital Identity Bill is a framework for oppression and control. It's a global surveillance system designed by a foreign bureaucracy for the benefit of profit-hungry corporations and power-crazy politicians. <clears throat> well. So this is a good reason that we talk about getting some gold and silver. So how are we able to survive, you know, if something goes wrong with the currency or even, you know, um, things that are going on uh, in Australia, they're threatening all of this digital ID everywhere. Um, now, Pierre Polyev says that, that he's going to have no part of it. So I don't know, is he that powerful? Because when the whole world is doing digital ID, because they're all embracing it, many of them, um, and you've got these people sounding the alarm on this, but... Uh, if, if we're forced 
you know? So people are saying, well, use cash as much as you can. Um, and then like digital ID. So what happens when we, you know, perhaps have that day when there's a, you know, there's some war and Russia takes out all the satellites, right? I don't know. <laughs> Is it possible? So isn't that how, so in the movie, the, the Obama movie, not even those ham radio things or, or like a, a radio that's supposed to use just satellite, not even that works. So um, there's just literally no communication with anybody, right? So they're trying to scare us with all that. But um, what I say is uh, there's probably going to be some kind of barter system. So you can't go down, you can't tap your, you know, T tap your credit card or tap your interact card, you're going to have to have some, some mode of cash. They are trying to phase cash out more and more and more, but always make sure that you have some gold and silver on you. And for that, you go to Steve Merrill at sovereignize.com at protonmail.com. And we, we appreciate Steve because first of all, he's um, kind of awake and understands exactly what's going on in the world. So, and, and he's an honest guy and uh, he, he's been speaking the truth about this and this is what we believe. So I'm just telling you to be prepared. If you have large amounts of cash in your bank account, this is probably the time to listen. If you don't want to get gold and silver, maybe buy property, but we are urging over and over this last year, we have had experts on stating that just leaving your money sitting there in, in accounts and okay, so you say that you've got them in investments and, and whatnot. Well, good. If, if you're so sure and maybe you're, you've really got a handle on all that, okay. In the day that the dollar is D, um, what, JT? Sure, delegitimize you like that word, um, that where basically they can't keep printing paper and it's not worth what it's supposed to be worth. When that's done, like that will just happen. So your money sitting there could potentially take a real downturn, right? So if you've been diligent and you've been one of those people who saved and you were wise with your funds and you think that you have now buried it into your bank account so that it's safe, right? Aren't the banks safe? No, no, they're not. And that's not me saying that. That is the financial experts that have been saying that, that we have a coming potential crash. So listen, it's better that you just do something with those funds than leave them sitting there. And uh, people don't invest in, in art sometimes because art seems to hold its value like an investment, but money, money, fiat currency, it's a problem. So do, do with that what you will. All right. Okay. So what about, um, this, um, U.S. journalist Michael Schellenberger detailing how Obama created a digital psyop against the American people. Two days ago, my colleagues and I published the first batch of internal files from the Cyber Threat Intelligence League, which show U.S. and U.K. military contractors working in 2019 and 2020 to both censor and turn sophisticated psychological operations and disinformation tactics developed abroad against the American people. Many insist that all that we identified in the Twitter files, the Facebook files, and the CTI files were legal activities, 
by social media platforms to take down content that violated the terms of service. Facebook, X, formerly Twitter, and other big tech companies are privately owned, people point out, and free to censor content. And government officials are free to point out wrong information, they argue. But the First Amendment prohibits the government from abridging freedom of speech. The Supreme Court has ruled that the government may not induce, encourage, or promote private persons to accomplish what is constitutionally forbidden to accomplish. And there's now a large body of evidence proving that the government did precisely that. What's more, the whistleblower who delivered the CTIL files to us says that its leader, a quote-unquote former British intelligence analyst, was quote-unquote in the room at the Obama White House in 2017 when she received the instructions to create a counter-disinformation project to quote, stop a repeat of 2016. Hmm. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Wow. So this is where I think that we're in this huge psyop in so many ways. I've had a lot of people say, well, you know, and everybody agrees, like, how can Biden, pro you know, possibly be actually in charge, you know, when he can't exit stage left? Uh, he doesn't know anything. He reads his cue cards when it says now sit down. You know, he, he's he's just... Uh, n not well. He's clearly too old. Everybody knows it. The young people are not fooled um, in the United States. They're turning against him. And everyone says, well, Obama's in charge. Then how is Obama letting, letting Biden continue to think or to say that he's going to be running in the next election in the United States of America? How old is he? Is he 80 yet? You think he is? I mean, he looks 80. Um, he, he's, not, he's not as cognizant, you know, as other 80-year-olds. He's running our country, and now we've got China watching. We've got Iran watching. We've got Saudi Arabia, uh, Saudi Arabia watching. We, we've got Korea watching. Like, they all must be laughing. And we're supposed to be believing this, that somehow Biden's the choice when they've had all this time? Gavin Newsom, at least he's got good hair. You'd think that they would put someone like that up like they did with Trudeau, just pull in a handsome guy, anyone, someone that that doesn't make up stories. Have you seen how often Biden, you know, just makes stuff up? Do you got that Biden clip, Andy? Let's Let's run Biden. You've got some some good stuff. Like, take a look at some of his best stuff this last year. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. And why can't for the longest time, Delaware had the highest cancer rate in the nation. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to foot him, uh, foot, foot, excuse me. We're doing it for the first time now in the 20 21st century, going into the 20s, from the 20th century going into the second quarter of the 21st century, that we'd say 12 years is enough. I think 12 years is enough in the, going into 20, 30, 40, 50. The rebuilding of, uh, of, uh, of Syria, of, uh, of Libya, of, you know, this is, they're there. And I want to thank the Prime Minister of, for Colombia's leadership and the ASEAN. ASEAN. 
<laughs> Super cool. And so this is what uh, the Biden, they, they've repeatedly, even Kamala Harris says the border is secure. Now take a look at this. Do you see my share there, JT? Um, so this is what's happening at the border. And in fact, over this Christmas season, they've had the like record numbers, like 12,000 people going across the border in a given day. The border guards have given up. They don't know who these people are. All right. They, they, how do they have the manpower They're They basically cross. I think that they're, I've heard they're getting cell phones and that they're told they have to appear in court. What? I'd like a free cell phone. I might just go, you know, down to Mexico and walk through, see what kind of goodies I can get. And, and then they're being bussed or they get a plane ticket to anywhere they want to go. So of course, you know, some people, uh, out of Texas, Oh, and in the airports, they don't go through TSA. So not getting scanned or their bags checked? Nothing. A special line for them to just pass on through. And so, so this border crisis, just a complete, it's, it's so hysterical if it weren't so tragic that literally millions have come in during the Biden administration and Biden giving millions of dollars to Iran, which Iran is now funding Hamas and Hezbollah. Like, are, are, are you not thinking? Do you hate the United States of America? Because if I hated and wanted to destroy a country, Everything that you've done, that's what I would do. That's what I would do. I would just let all, you know, of these, uh, these people in. I have no law and order. Defund the police. <laughs> you know, the Democrats are starting to go, yeah, we've got a real problem. I, I have to tell you, I have just enjoyed. I flip over to CNN just to see them having a bit of a meltdown. They're upset because some of the Democrats are going, yeah, it looks like Trump's going to win. He's way ahead. He's ahead in the polls. He can't beat Biden. Nobody wants Biden. Oh, but Obama's in charge. So for sure, he's probably going to, you know, get someone else. And they'll probably get someone like next August. Or I hear there's some big convention and it's sort of the last time that you can put someone forward. Do you you got to be kind of stupid, though, to keep losing your base by keeping Biden in there. He makes up stories, right? He apparently is, they're saying they need to have him on real special meds to pep him up so he can get out and do all of those, you know, public encounters that he needs to do. I mean, this is just pure nonsense and craziness, and we're just all supposed to believe this. I mean, it's... It's really funny. And I just saw another thing here too. I mean, here's another group and basically, you know, they're saying, well, okay, Democrats, thank you that, you know, your tax dollars, like all of these guys, they've got warm sheets on because it's actually quite cold right now at this time of year down there in Texas. So they're all coming over. Oh, here's your, here's your warm sheet as you, you know, come in or wait to get in, uh, you know, and all of it. It, it doesn't make any sense that you would do this to your nation. And I had someone write me and say, is anyone concerned that every single bank that we go to, it, there's, 
they don't feel like there's any more white people there at the bank. Now, I didn't think about it too much, but then I thought about how I went to the bank this morning. I went to two banks. And yeah, you know, they're people of a different color, but I'm African I'm African American Canadian. So I was born in Africa. I grew up around dark people and I love I love Africans. I I I feel like I am one still. It's a strange thing. I spent the first 8 years of my life totally surrounded by black people and I felt one of them. I spoke their language. I got I got my hands uh swatted in in school for speaking Lugandan, right? We weren't allowed to talk anything but English in the schools. They wanted everyone to learn English, so I got in big trouble. So but people are saying and and you know, you say it because they're going to call you a racist if you notice stuff like this. But yet, they're making us notice that you've got to put black people here. You've got to have your quota of this person. You've got to have diversity and inclusivity, which doesn't necessarily include you anymore. And the the face of our nation is changing. It's really changing in the U.S. and it's also changed here because we've had lots of illegals that make their way up through Canadian borders. When we were at the border, um, I'm going to say two weeks ago, they had a really scary looking dude that they said wanted, you know, and uh, he he looked um, he looked scary from another part of the world, and you, you just have to go. Is it okay if I just say I'd like zero immigration now? Because when they're going into our malls and ruining Christmas, when they're going to people's homes and terrorizing people's homes, when they're terrorizing little kids, remember the videos we showed you they're terrorizing little kids um uh in front of Santa at, at Christmas time? Uh these are not very nice people. And they've they've come I guess for a better life. And it doesn't seem like they're honoring the peace and safety and joy of here. And they want to bring all that chaos from there now to our country. And you know what is really hard for me? cuz I'm a very open loving person who has friends I have had Sikh friends Muslim friends I have had many conversations uh with my Muslim uh Canadian fellow uh people here in in Canada asking them about their religion and I I always ask them this I want to know if I get to go to their heaven like if Allah's real and Islam's real and we got it all wrong with Jesus or whatever cuz they don't they say that they believe in Jesus but they don't believe that he was uh that he died and rose again that part no but he's a good prophet um some will call him a messiah but the and the virgin birth i think that's all cool of them but the the death and resurrection no they don't buy that so i always like to ask my muslim brothers and sisters uh in canada um do i get to go to your heaven i am so thrilled 
I really am, to let you know that they all feel I'll be going to their heaven. Do you know why? They say, well, I'm a good person. I, uh, I you know, Jesus, they, they accept Jesus. And I said, well, um, you know, I don't think I, I don't really serve Allah or anything like that, but I, I am a good person, you know, and they like, they think that's good. Cause I asked them another question. How do you get into your Islamic heaven? How do you get there? And they generally, some are a little bit confused about what the actual parameters for all of that is. And it is my understanding that it's, it's not their perspective that, that, that God is loving, but that they, you know, they pray to him and they have their rituals and things like this. So I like having conversations and I like knowing if I'm going to get into heaven. Because let's face it, if Islam is real, maybe we all get there. Although uh, some of these guys like that, that imam in Victoria that's talking about the uh, basically slaying the infidels and the atheists and stuff like that. So that's just in Victoria, British Columbia. Um, so some of these guys aren't as nice as the other ones. Some of them are more moderate and they're kinder. But here's what I find difficult is that although, although Muslims have been here for a very, very long time, they're having a difficult time calling Hamas and Hezbollah terrorists. Have you noticed that? Have you been able to have any conversations with them? So I want to try to work past that because I said, surely you're not on the side of people that go into communities and rape men and women, cut off appendages, burn them alive, kill their dogs, kill their children. You're not on their side, right? Well, you have to understand the history. I do actually understand the history. I've invested a lot of time to understand the history now. The history is clear. The Jews occupied all of Israel and more. Jesus was born in Bethlehem. David was a king in Israel and he reigned in Jerusalem when he wasn't running for his life from whatever factions were. David went up against the Philistines. The Philistines is why they named it uh, Philistina, or is that it? The, uh, uh, no, no, Palestina, Palestina. They named that area Palestina because the Philistines, they, they, they were an arch enemy to the Jews. And so Herodias wanted to affect, offend the Jews. And so all of this, um, means that everyone's at war and, and I'm a little concerned that our country of Canada founded on Christian principles. Like we, we've basically brought in a lot of Muslims, not Christians. We've brought in Muslims and my Muslim friends are having a hard time telling me, not all of them, some of them, that Hamas and Hezbollah are terrorist organizations that want the annihilation of the Jews. So Douglas Murray, 
um, has been talking about, because you might have heard this, the two-state solution, right? Well, where do we go after what's happened October 7th? What is, what is the probability of a two-state solution? This is what he says. Israel is the only country in the world never allowed to win a war. That's why, by the way, you have the situation in the Gaza. You have all the international idiots telling the Israelis they have to withdraw. And then what happens? You give the Palestinians a statelet and they, they give you Hamas and war. Uh, anyone who thinks the West Bank is going to be a Palestinian state is now living with the fairies. And it's not because of the Israelis. It's because the Palestinian Authority hasn't wished to create a state for decades. It never did. It's only ever been interested in creating a state from the river to the sea, as they always say. It's never been interested in a two-state solution. Palestinian Authority, under two leaders now, has repeatedly turned down every Israeli offer uh, of, of peace. They were offered 99% of what they wanted just 15 years ago. They turned it down again, as Yasser Arafat did at Oslo. They don't want a two-state solution. They want a one-state solution, and that's a Jewish-cleared Palestinian state. So it doesn't look like that's going to work. I, I think that, you know, the negotiations have broken down, kind of like when you break in and rape and pillage and kill people. Um, there's just not a lot of place to go with like, yeah, let's try to live beside each other. And you've been offered that and it never worked. So here we are. So um, Kyle Becker on uh, on X has reported, um, Ain, is that Ain Rand? Ann? Okay. Ayn Rand saw what was coming to America a long time ago. So when you see that in order to produce, you need to obtain permission from men who produce nothing. When you see that money is flowing to those who deal, not in goods, but in favors. When you see that men get richer by graft and by pull than by work, and your laws don't protect you against them, but protect them against you. When you see corruption being rewarded, honesty becoming a self-sacrifice, you may know that your society is doomed. She said that in uh, 1957. So what is going on? Um, have you watched what's happening with this President Gay uh, at Harvard? Um, you know, being found out that she has plagiarized some 40 papers and they're not going to let her go. And Obama has stepped in because Obama's running everything and producing movies to scare us. Um, so they've, you know, they've stepped in and, you know, is, doesn't it not make sense on any level to Harvard elites that you're diminishing your university and that people will forever, forever see your weakness in demanding a, an exceptional level of character and integrity in order to become a Harvard grad or to be the president of Harvard. They're demeaning their own university. And they just, they're probably like deer in headlights. Well, we can't fire her because, well, she was hired with the diversity inclusion. Do you know, do you know another black person that could take her place? Because that's really what we'll have to do. People get hired because of the color of their skin, not their skills, not their ability. That has never happened to me. 
I've always had to get hired because of my either skills or fired even because of my, my actions. Because of the integrity or character of my heart. And I've, I've worked with um, two, you know, African-American football players as co-hosts in two different shows. I loved it. It was so much fun. And I loved them. And they were great. They did a good job. Brian Warren, you know, I, I loved working with him. He's a good man. I bought him a gift, actually, this Christmas. I have to send it to him. Um, <clears throat> so a couple more things. Uh, a warning about removing, pres oh, the presidential ballots off. Did we already show that one? Oh, okay. Yes. So this is why Donald Trump's back on, and he's going to survive this, and he's going to be running. Take a look. Oh. Yeah, do the video. When was the last time that we had states who were removing presidential candidate from the ballot? Abraham Lincoln. Thank you. What did that result in? Civil War. Civil War. This is not a joke anymore. Mm. We cannot take things like this lightly because we have specific examples in the history of our nation that we can look at and then we can watch the result of that. We can look at that in history. And let me tell you right now, man, you don't want that, man. You know, if you start opening up this precedent where you're just going to uh, use the, the justice system that is now leaning left or leaning right, depending on the, you know, what time of history you are, and you're just going to start making these things, it's going to come back very badly. Did you say you had a, also a, a web? Oh, I have it. Okay. Oh, so maybe it's this one then. Is it Colorado puts Trump back in on 2024 GOP primary ballot while the ruling is appealed? So they basically do not. Oh, it went black. Do you know why? Oh, there we go. All right. Um, it's basically being uh, uh, appealed and the CNN people are just going to be losing their shirts tonight. So I cannot wait to watch. I'm going to get my coffee and I am going to just sell in. For a little bit of CNN fun, you know, you you have to love when things start going bad on their side, and this is how we're going to survive the future too. Is we're going to have to have a little laugh. Now we have a funny clip from Ricky Gervais, and uh, so let's see that JT, if you've got that handy. This is about the borders. Well, I am woke now, and I can prove it. Here you go. I love illegal immigrants. Yeah, sue me now. I, sometimes I go down to Dover for the day, right? And I, I look out, right? I look, look for a boat. And I see a dinghy with about 60 of them. And I go over here, like, right? And I pull them in. I pull them into shore. And I go, women and children first. They go, there are no women and children. Just you lads, is it? Just come on, lads. Come on, lads. <laughs> oh, I absolutely love it. So... Listen, I'm going to leave you with this. I'm going to get going because I got to go watch CNN right now and get my coffee and, you know, and, and chill. I'm going to chill a little for the new year. Um, and I hope that you're going to chill a little. And I hope you're going to understand that the way to get through all of this, don't let them scare you and know that God is large and in charge. What it looks like in Ezekiel 38 and 39. Would you think about reading that tonight? Won't take you long. I, I read a lot of it right now. 
But what you're going to see is that God shows up for Israel and the heathens and the Jews find out and believe that, that it was God, that God truly has been there, that he has been their source. That's how it ends. It ends great. And hey, if you're not living in Israel right now, maybe you can be kind of excited that, you know, we're on this side here. But we're going to have to stand up, do some preparation. Hey, one guy this morning, he said, you know, it's not too much to get a, a little generator for an emergency in case all the power's gone. At least you could get a generator and have that, you know, some gas that goes in, have a little bit of extra gas in, in your garage or wherever and have something like that. But ultimately, if it isn't, you know what? The Lord is with us. He is our source, our strength, and... It's Survivor, man. It's Survivor. And nothing's gone yet. I'm sitting here in a room full of lights. I've got everything I need. I've got food in the fridge and food in my cupboard. And I bet you do too. And it's getting a lot more expensive. I understand that. I don't like that part. But we hope that, that these agendas collapse. We ask the Lord God to collapse the agendas. And join me in a brief prayer for Trudeau to be removed sooner than he thinks. Let's pray that God in his justice will have a moment of wake up for Trudeau and will remove him and he will be gone because he has not operated well for this country. Not at all. Not at all. My website is laurelin.tv. Thank you very much for watching me. And uh, I appreciate that all of you um, are here. We're in the battle together. We're we're joined at the hip, and we're going through it with great fun, great fun. Not everything is good news. It is enraging, I find, but I will say that God is our rock, and if we will not forget him, if we will not allow him to take uh, second place, but if he will be first place in our hearts and souls, then we're going to survive this. And I appreciate that all of you help us to do this every single day, that you are here and you, many of you sending kind remarks, sending wonderful, um, yes, Roxanne Freeland too. Yes, we pray for Freeland to be removed because it would be sad if she gets to like sit there, right? I get it. You're so right. You're so right, Roxanne. Let's, so a double prayer, Trudeau and Roxanne, uh, and so it's not Roxanne, <laughs> a Freeland to be removed, okay? That would be amazing. And, and I just thank you that you support us. Uh, you get an income tax receipt when you support us. So it's almost the end of the year. Do you need to, you know, have a little bit, you know, a few more receipts to, tr to uh, turn in for your income tax when you do your 2023 taxes. We would love to help you with that. And um, we appreciate you very much that you support us because we don't have any big organizations supporting us. And when you do um, send us some funds, it means we can keep on focusing our time, our energy on being right here, having a good life with you. And we're going to get through this. We know this because the word of God says he promises he will never leave us or forsake us. So thank you for your support this last year. Thank you for considering us. Thank you for taking time to, uh, you know, to make sure that we're okay because we lost our jobs. We lost our jobs due to 
Well, mine was due to woke agendas that uh, put people in a position to not want to fight, you know, about issues. And I therefore was thrown into the deep end of what are we going to do now? So my husband, having been in broadcast, he left his job and uh, now, you know, we work together and this is how we make everything happen. So thank you for your support. We also have snail mail, which is box 48184 in New Westminster and it's uh, V3, mm, V3M0A7 and you can send us snail mail or, you know, some other way whatever you like. We're just blessed and we appreciate you if you can. And if you can't, that's okay. God is with us and God will be with you. And I pray for blessing on your finances that you will have increase in 2024. And that is one thing, like every time we get a donation, we thank God for those people that care enough to do that. We appreciate it very, very much. I just want to leave you today with this uh, scripture from Psalms 73, it says, Surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. We are the new Israel, by the way, and he loves when we are pure in heart. <clears throat> it says, But as for me, my feet had almost slipped. I had nearly lost my foothold. I wonder if the psalmist here is speaking of his character flaws um, I don't think he's talking about walking on rocks and he almost slipped I think he's talking about the fact that so many times our feet almost slip we almost lose our way we almost lose our very lives due to what the failure of our own human hearts the failure of our humanity the sin nature that God gave every one of us, we almost fall. For I envied the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Oh. <gasps> right? Why do the why do the heathen rage? Why does why do they seem to be prospering? Why do people get away? How come the billionaires are so evil? What is that about? Have you ever had envy? How come they get to have all that money and do all those bad things? They have no struggles, the psalmist writes. Their bodies are healthy and strong. They are free from common human burdens. They are not plagued by human ills. Therefore, pride is their necklace pride they wear it as a necklace they clothe themselves with violence from their callous hearts comes iniquity their evil imaginations have no limits they scoff and speak with malice with arrogance they threaten oppression their mouths lay claim to heaven, and their tongues take possession of the earth. Therefore their people turn to them and drink up waters in abundance. They say, how would God know? Does the Most High know anything? 
This is what the wicked are like. Always free of care, they go on amassing wealth. Surely in vain I have kept my heart pure and have washed my hands in innocence. All day long I have been afflicted and every morning brings new punishments. Well, you know, he's having a real bad day here, right? He's like, I'm doing all the right things and everything is going wrong. Everything is going wrong. When I tried to understand all this, it troubled me deeply till I entered the sanctuary of God. And then I understood their final destiny. Surely you place them on slippery ground. You cast them down to ruin. How suddenly are they destroyed, completely swept away by terrors. That's what's coming to the other side. They are like a dream when one awakes. When you arise, Lord, you will despise them as fantasies. When my heart was grieved and my spirit embittered, I was senseless and ignorant. I was a brute beast before you, but I am always with you and you hold me by my right hand. Amen. See you tomorrow, everyone. God bless. You know, it's not easy to deliver the truth of what our sick world is doing, but for some of us, we feel that we have no choice. Because if we are silent about these abominable things, then we are letting evil go unchecked, and we cannot do that. For those of you wonderful people who are writing me and are sharing your encouragement, I am deeply grateful. Thank you for all the letters that you've been sending. Thank you for the donations and the support. I found out that in order to speak the truth, you have to become very, very strong. If you would go to my website at www.lauralyn.tv, you'll find all of the ways that you can contact me. Remember, my friends, all is well. All is well. Thanks for joining me.